Today on the show, UFC and WWE have officially merged into one company. What does this mean for these two similar yet completely different fighting-focused entertainment brands? Well, they're hoping for a total knockout. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds today have no idea how good they have it. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds' official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the Director of Content and Resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, the People's Champion. Thank you for making us your daily stop for the latest in nerdy news now Monday through Friday. Let's get to our top story. UFC and WWE officially merge under the TKO group. Okay. Make a new company called TKO. TKO. So uh, this comes from the nerdy.com. After months of talks and preparations, it's official. WWE and UFC have merged into a new company called TKO Group. As of Tuesday, the TKO Group is listed on the New York Stock Exchange and is being described as a new premium sports and entertainment company serving more than 1 billion young and diverse fans, reaching viewers in 180 countries, and producing more than 350 annual live events by parent company Endeavor. Endeavor will now own 51 percent of TKO Group, uh, seeing Vince McMahon no longer in control of the WWE for the first time, and WWE shareholders will remain uh, will hold the remaining forty nine percent of the TKO Group. Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel will serve as TKO's TKO's. It's hard to say that over TKO's, TKO's uh, <laughs> chief exam, uh, executive, and McMahon will serve as the executive chairman. Dana White will remain. As the CEO of UFC, along with Lawrence Epstein as COO, and then over at WWE, Nick Khan will continue to serve as uh, president there. The company is currently valued at $21 billion, with annual revenues of around $2.5 billion. Endeavor has shared that there is less overlap between the two brands than you may think, with WWE focusing more on a family-centric material and MMA serving more college-age fans at the UFC there. All current TV deals will remain in place, but the new company is currently negotiating for future deals. UFC's deal with ESPN is good through 2025, while WWE's deal with Fox and Comcast will expire in October of 2024. Uh, The company said, we're in conversations with multiple players on either renewing with incumbents or moving to another partner. For now, the brands will remain independent of one another in the U.S., but may also see them combine in other countries. The deal's been discussed for what feels like years, but it's finally come together. So... All this to say, WWE, UFC, two completely separate um, (laughs) fighting-centric entities, one that is fixed and one that is real. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, it's, uh, it's. They've worked together a lot, I guess, in the past, and so it kind of does make sense. But anybody who is planning that, thinking that it's going to be like this grand collaboration all the time, mm-hmm. at least in the sense of on TV, that's not going to happen. That's just not, they're, they're two very different things. And like I said, they serve two very different uh, demographics, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they do have the opportunity to do things like, like super brawl weekends where they have 
WWE SmackDown on Friday night, mm-hmm. a UFC pay-per-view on Saturday night, and a WWE pay-per-view on Sunday night, all in the same city. That okay. would be a pretty big deal. Okay. Yeah. They could even use the same if they could use the same arena, then that means a lot less tear down and uh you mm-hmm. know, a lot, lot less having to a lot less moving parts necessary mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. two events. Um, WWE and UFC have had some crossover over the years. Dan the Beast Severn is the earliest I remember. Uh, he even wore the UFC title that he held to WWE pay-per-views mm-hmm. uh, occasionally to fight in his matches. Uh, Ken Shanrock, Shayna Baszler, Junior Dos Santos, Matt Riddle, Paige Van Zant, Ronda Rousey, Brock Lesnar, all UFC fighters that eventually transitioned to WWE. So it was like a... It's a natural move for a lot of UFC fighters. Not as much going the other direction. Uh, there have been some WWE wrestlers that tried UFC out after the fact. I think the most successful was Dave Batista, uh, Drax. <laughs> he went on to win four out of five fights in the UFC. Uh, the least successful, I think, is CM Punk, who lost his only two UFC fights and pretty badly. Uh, Gentleman Jack Gallagher also has one fight and win in the UFC. But we have watched, you and I have mm-hmm. watched two UFC pay-per-views before. Two? I just, two. I remember one. There were two. Wow. Both at the same place within about a year of each other, I think. Okay. So it was UFC 193, and this was where Holly Holm, which is from our home state. That's, that's the one I remember. Yeah, was yeah. going up against Ronda Rousey. And handed Ronda Rousey her very first defeat ever. Broke mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey's undefeated streak. Mm-hmm. And, and it was so really fast, too. It was pretty quick, yeah. yeah. We were all cheering for that one. It was very good. Yeah. Uh, the next one was UFC 200, and that was where Brock Lesnar was going up against Mark Hunt. Uh, so this was the big 200th thing. It was a big deal, and that's why we got invited for this as well. But I remember everybody was, like, up against me. Because <laughs> I'm like, Brock Lesnar's my boy. He's going to win. Like, a wrestler's not going to beat. I'm like, well, he's not just, he's been in UFC many times. They're like, yeah, but he's softened up now because he's been in WWE for a while. <laughs> and then Brock Lesnar won. On the night, anyway, it got overturned because it found out he was using drugs. <laughs> but <laughs> in the moment, it was great. In the great moment, it was awesome. I won. <laughs> it was I don't understand editing. why they don't test them before. They do. They test them before, but it's not like the minute before. You know, it's got to have results. So it's like they test them the day before so they can get the results. And then they'll juice up or whatever day of. And then they ha- that's why they test them after the fact as well. See, that's... <laughs> stupid you know they're gonna test you <laughs> yeah it was pretty stupid <laughs> <laughs> oh man but anyway it was fun so there is a little crossover uh but some at tko are hoping for more uh this comes from cultaholic.com it says the official unveiling of tko group at the new york stock exchange on september 12th uh wwe ufc now part of the same company uh but in a write-up with the merger uh and the write-up on the merger in ESPN, UFC Senior Executive Vice President and Chief Operating Officer Lawrence Epstein revealed what a major aim of TKO Group would be. He said, we want to get where every UFC fan is a WWE fan and every WWE fan is a UFC fan. Mm. 
And while, like I said, while there is some crossover, these are very distinct properties that work in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't just be like, well, both have punching. <laughs> so obviously, like I, I liked, mm-hmm. I liked the two fights that we cared about. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you a, a single other match that happened on either of those two UFC events, nor would I care to. And I have no interest in watching any of the other ones. Dana White, who is the UFC CEO, heard what Epstein said and said, uh, Epstein, I love you. One of the dumbest statements of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, he said, I don't know why he said that. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> no, there's some crossover. Some people like WWE. Some people like UFC. Some people like both. I don't think there's ever going to be a day where we turn every UFC fan into a WWE fan or every WWE fan. What's beautiful about the synergy between these two fan bases is that they are very, that they are very completely opposite. They're very, there's very little crossover. And again, maybe he was misquoted. I hope that's the case, but I could not disagree with him more. (laughs) (laughs) Sheesh. Uh, the land fisher says that's like saying digimon and pokemon are the same show exactly very different (laughs) similar but different in in some very key ways (laughs) so you said uh early on that vince mcmahon is now no longer the majority owner yeah i mean he's he's got some stock but he's he's barely any owner at this point yeah He's not that even on purpose. Like, did he was he upset about this whole thing, or is he like? Oh no, this it? was on purpose. This was his deal. Um, gotcha. This is the main reason he came back to the company after kind of leaving in disgrace about a year ago <laughs> was to facilitate the sale. Um, okay. Okay. But he's not. He's not even just over WWE anymore. Like, that's not his main focus. He is a part of this joint group. He's one of the executives of the joint group, the okay. TKO thing. Could and be. so I, I'm hopeful he's stepping away from WWE some more. <laughs> once he's gotten back, he's all, no, I'm just back to do the sale. But he's also been making changes. Like, hey, stop it. Stop it. We were getting <laughs> to a great place with you gone. Please stop. <laughs> You're a thousand years old. You don't know what people like anymore. Please stop. <laughs> <clears throat> sounds like my ex-wife oh goodness gracious so uh like i said i'm i'm with dana on this Uh, as entertaining as the two ufc matches we saw were i could care less about ufc (laughs) wwe i know is completely fake but they put on a dang good show uh so (laughs) let's move on in other news today oh goodness daedra something i've known for a long time what Popular over-the-counter medicines for colds and allergies don't work at all, FDA panel says. (sighs) This comes from CNN Health. Uh, (laughs) Like, I get they might not kill the germs inside you, but Uh, don't they help relieve some of the Just let me get to it. (laughs) Just let me get to it. Let me get to it here. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let's make sure I'm pronouncing it right. Phenelephrine. Phenelephrine. Phenylephrine. Phenylephrine? I don't know. Vanillacrine? Vanillacrine? (laughs) Vanillacrine Sudafed. Uh, No. (laughs) It's phylin... I thought it was phylinephrine before we got here, but it's not. It's just phenylephrine. Phenylephrine. There we go. Phenylephrine. 
A popular ingredient in many over-the-counter allergy and cold medicines is ineffective in tablet form. An independent advisory committee to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration agreed last Tuesday. It's the main ingredient used in products like Benadryl Allergy Plus Congestion, Sudafed PE, and Vicks Sinex. Uh, the ingredient is considered to be safe to use. That was not up for debate, but many doctors have questioned its effectiveness for years. These products generate nearly $1.8 billion in sales just last year alone, according to the data from the FDA. And that was presented at the Non-Prescription Drugs Advisory Committee on Monday during the committee's two-day meeting. On Tuesday, the committee voted no on the specific question, do the current scientific data that were presented support the monograph monograph dosage of orally administered phenylephrine is effective as a nasal decongestant. The vote was unanimous among the 16 members of the committee agreed that the issue doesn't need to be studied any further. We should not have products on the market that are not effective. The okay. FDA told the committee it would take its advice into consideration, although it did not give a timeline. So it's possible they're basically at the point now where they consider pulling these Entirely. Uh, the FDA told the committee that, uh, I'm sorry, the, the agency, if it decides to reclassify it uh, from generally recognized as safe and effective, stakeholders would have the opportunity to comment on the proposed change and to provide any additional data. So people who, people who are making the, the stuff. Can like, hey, but what about? <laughs> so the agency approved phenylephrine, uh, a phenylephrine, phenylephrine, sure, for over-the-counter use in the 1970s, but it came, but it came even more common in 19. Or I'm sorry, in 2005, because in 2005 is when the the stuff, stuff that, that makes math. The stuff that actually works <laughs> got taken really works. away from you on the shelf. <laughs> got yes. put behind the counter. That is um, pseudo pseudoephrine. Pseudoephrine is what that one's called. And that's the one that got restricted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, this is what it comes down to. Here's a list of medications that are useless waste of money. <laughs> Sudafed PE, Dayquil and NyQuil severe cold and flu. Mucinex cold and flu, Tylenol cold and flu, Tylenol sinus and headache, Robitussin cough and allergy, Advil cold and flu, and Benadryl allergy plus congestion. So it's a lot of the the specific ones that are about congestion mm-hmm. or cold and flu. And these are usually like a separate version of the medicines that you know have other ingredients that do uh-huh. work. Mm-hmm. One of the things listed here was Vicks Sinex. And I see that, and I'm like, I buy Sinex, and it works really well. And so I looked, and I have Sinex Severe, and it doesn't use phenylephrine. It mm-hmm. uses something else. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that explains it. But I knew for a fact that Mucinex cold and flu didn't do jack diddly squat. <laughs> I have bought it on two different occasions and gone through the entire pack hoping for some relief, and it did nothing. <laughs> Nothing whatsoever. I'm like, is this just sugar water? About sugar pills? I don't understand why it's doing you nothing. You have to believe it's going to make right. you feel better. <laughs> I also tried uh, in the past Dayquil and Nyquil Severe, thinking, okay, this is going to have more of the medicine right, in it. Right. It's going to be more helpful. Up. Yeah. And no, it did. I remember thinking, like, this is this isn't doing anywhere near as good as normal Nyquil and Dayquil. 
isn't that crazy to think about? You're getting the stuff that's supposed to be for the the hardest of cases. Right, right. And it doesn't work as good as the the regular regular stuff because that drug doesn't work. So the issue is is that phenylephrine, phenylephrine, whatever. whatever. <laughs> I can't decide how I want to say it. Move on. (laughs) (laughs) Only works well if it has like direct contact with your nose, like in your nasal passages. Rub your medicine all over your nose. (laughs) So shove the pills of the. No, it's saying that when you swallow them in tablet form, you're not going to get nearly enough of the medicine that actually make it to your sinuses. Gotcha. To help, it can help better in nasal spray form. So here's where the issue is going to come in. What we're going to see be the big deal is this is like the one of the best-selling medications because people are desperate for relief when they have cold and flu and congestion. Mm-hmm. And the people that make these <laughs> medications aren't going to want to lose out on all that money. And so they're going to say things like, uh, actually, I think they said it in this article. They're going to say things like, uh, oh, I can't find the exact quote. It's a big article. Uh, but it's essentially, <laughs> they're going to say, like, people people count on this medication. And if we take it away, they're going to be very upset. Uh-huh. And like, yeah, but it doesn't but it work. It doesn't work. You understand it doesn't work. Yeah, but people are going to want it. And if they don't have it, they're going to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> you're selling what's essentially a placebo at this point. Mm-hmm. We need to stop that. <laughs> Give them the medicine that does work. I mean, it also, yeah, that the other, the other point that they try and make is that people prefer tablets to nasal sprays. I'm like, sure. Right. But, but the tablets don't work. Don't work. <laughs> you I, see the problem with the argument. I would rather <laughs> live with, all the congestion, all the running, everything, then use a nasal spray. I hate I it. love the nasal sprays. Nasal oh. sprays work great. I used it. I wish I had one right now. <laughs> I used it in college, I think. Mm-hmm. One time when my voice instructor told me, oh, you have, if you're getting on a cold, use this stuff and it'll just wipe it right out. It gave me a bloody nose. I just kept, like, throughout the day, I just kept, boom. Oh, I'm running blood all out my nose because I'm using this natal spray. <laughs> Goodness gracious. No. I will, I will not use your nasal spray. I will just deal with it. <laughs> but I also don't like taking a lot of medicine anyway. So I will tell you about Matthew. Matthew is all about NyQuil when he gets a, oh, when he yeah. gets a cold. He's... Mm-hmm. Oh, I start sniffling. I'm going to go grab some NyQuil. (laughs) (laughs) NyQuil All about it. NyQuil is 180 proof. I don't know that I have used medication for a cold in years, probably. Like NyQuil, DayQuil. Nope. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I use it all the time. Yeah, it's probably because we're out, because you're using it for can your we also, cold. Can yeah. we also deck on can be the cause of alcoholism? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. That's Have his... there been times that we've run out of NyQuil that I've just drank straight whiskey? Yes, there has been. <laughs> to get to sleep. But only when the cold's really bad, guys. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I did. That that would be the most recent medication I did when I had that bad cold. We had that bad cold. We, I made a hot toddy. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that was a bad decision bringing that stuff in. <laughs> I learned that we can't keep alcohol in the house. <laughs> I have a really high tolerance for alcohol. I have never been drunk, but I've gotten now as close to it as I think I've ever been. <laughs> When I'm like, I'm just going to take three shots of this stuff and go to bed. <laughs> but we had to plan meals. <laughs> I've told this story before. We had to plan meals oh before gosh. we went to bed because I was going grocery shopping in the morning. <laughs> and, and like halfway through, I feel I feel fine. I feel a little hot, but I feel fine. Halfway through, Dave's like, are you okay? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you are pouring sweat from your head right now. Just... And you're talking really slow. I'm like, am I? I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking fine. I feel, like I'm talking normal. I feel fine. <laughs> so I'll say something really fast. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to bed and I was fine. Uh, <sighs> but anyway. And he had the best sleep of his night. I did sleep Life, really well. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's a bad idea. Just get NyQuil. Just get NyQuil. I don't need uh, Anywho, <laughs> that went to a different place. <laughs> so anyway, normal stuff. Uh, there's a lot of normal versions of all those medications that I listed should work fine, including like Benadryl allergy, as long as it's not allergy plus congestion or things like that. Uh, but check the label if it says phenylephrines. <laughs> P-H-E-N. Y-L-E-P-H-R-I-N-E. -E. Okay? Go back, rewind that, spell it out as many times. Maybe I'll put it on the screen for the show. Uh, <laughs> all right, it there it is. <laughs> but don't get that stuff. Get the other stuff, and that'll work better. Pretty much anything other than this will work better. So... That's going to wrap up today's news. <laughs> Thank you for the follow, Stephen W. Biller. Biller. Bueller. Bueller. Is that Bueller? Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I've got something to get off my chest. And we'll share today in Nerd History. Stick around. What if I told you there's more than 3 billion gamers on the planet? What if I told you that we're sending missionaries into almost every culture and every country and every language on the planet, except one of the largest and most unreached people groups in the world? And that world is the world of gaming and nerd culture. With the rise of things like Stranger Things and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Dungeons and Dragons, Magic Gathering, Pokemon, Harry Potter, you name it, nerd culture has been on a rise for dozens of years. And it has outgrown Christianity by almost a billion people. 
My name is Mark, and I am the lead and founding pastor of Lux Digital Church. My wife and I ministered in Pittsburgh for 11 years, and then two years ago started an entirely online church that reaches people in the digital gaming community. We now have a church family that is spread across almost 16 dime zones all across the globe, and we get the opportunity every single day to actively engage in deep, impactful relationships with people, to see them not only come to know Jesus, but also to grow up and become more like Jesus. I am incredibly passionate about the church, learning how to engage the next generation, and the next generation, spoiler alert, are mostly gamers. When Jesus says to go and love your neighbor, well, statistically, if your neighbor is a teenager or younger, if they are Gen Z or Gen Alpha, statistically, your neighbor is a nerd or a gamer. And for the most part, the church has little to no idea about how to actively engage with those subcultures. And they're not even becoming subcultures. They're mostly just our culture, which is why us at Lux Digital Church and also our friends over at Love by Nerd are putting together something called the Nerd Culture Ministry Summit this upcoming November in Marble Falls, Texas. It's a chance for you as a pastor and your team to come and learn how to actively engage in an impactful and meaningful way with a group of people that the church has largely ostracized, told their hobbies are stupid, or mostly totally and completely forgotten about. The only way to actively engage with them and to tell them about the life-giving gospel is to build relationships with them through the things that they love. And most of those people, well, they love video games and board games and tabletop RPGs. And we want to teach and train you on how to actively get into that community. So we're gathering together nerd culture ministry leaders and nerd culture ministry missionaries, and we're pulling them together in one space for one summit to teach the church how to engage with this culture, to build bridges between church culture and nerd culture. It's going to be in Marble Falls, Texas this November. I hope to see you there. Make plans to be there. Go to ncmsummit.com and get registered today. It's inexpensive and a great opportunity for you and your team to learn how to connect with the next generation in a way that goes beyond just another pizza night. I'll see you there. Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. For this next segment, Deidre is taking the reins with something to get off her chest. Take it away. Okay, so I... Hello. Follow. (laughs) Landfish. So I um, didn't think of another topic, so I am forced to tell you guys about a recent experience where I just... Um, embarrassed myself and completely uh, scarred my daughter for yeah. life. Yeah, traumatized. <laughs> traumatized. <clears throat> traumatized. Oh, we were camping, and um, I like, not we. I okay, didn't go. yeah, no, Matt doesn't go. Camping. She went with her father and the children. So yeah, we had we had my sister and her kids. Also, my my dad has two campers now, so that we can all go together. <laughs> You know, that's just how we do it. And uh, we're out at the campsite. It's the last day. Everybody's like cleaning up. We've had a great time. And we had found out in our couple of days there that there was this tree that the caterpillars loved. We would, we counted, I think up to like 15 caterpillars one time. 
and Natalie is too. And she loved finding all the caterpillars and looking at them. She says caterpillar, really cute, by the way. And uh, we're looking at this tree at all the caterpillars. And my nephew, he's turning 18. He said, um, oh, Aunt Adrian, I just saw like a lizard crawl across your shoes. And I was like, trying to be brave. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, where'd it go? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know where it went. I'm like, well, what direction did it go? And he like points across my shoe this way. And, you know, like, oh, it, it ran across your shoes like that. So we're like looking all over. Can't find the thing. We move on in life. I, I got to say it was like 10 or 15 minutes later. Solid minutes. <laughs> Lots of time has passed between him telling me he saw a lizard crawl across my feet and um, I'm reaching up to take down the hummingbird feeder that we had put up and Natalie like pats me and she goes, you know, she goes, mommy, mommy. And she points at the back of my leg. <laughs> I'm like, what are you looking at? I look, and that lizard has been just hanging out on the calf of my right leg <laughs> the entire time. The entire time. I drop the bird feeder, start screaming at the top of my lungs, whack that thing off my leg. And so Natalie, who was not scared of it a second ago, right? She pointed it out. Start screaming and stomping her feet like, like it's going to crawl up her. Oh, my gosh. Everyone's like, what happened? What happened? I thought you got stung by a bee or something. Like, I thought a bear was gnawing on your no. leg. And I'm, I'm telling you, the lizard was probably like this Teeny big. Tiny. <laughs> like, super small. Like, yeah. Super tiny lizard. Small enough that you don't feel it on you. Small enough that it's not even possible it could even kind of hurt you in any possible way. I know, it's a lizard. It's not going to hurt me. But she, I felt so bad for Natalie. Mm -hmm. She was upset mm -hmm. and would not let me put her down on the ground for a solid 10 minutes. For fear. Yeah, I had to carry her around as we're getting everything else together. Completely like... <clears throat> Shattered her dreams of being a nature girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was fun. I never want to go camping again. Thank you, mommy. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So uh, that's what happened to me on the camping trip. So she's a spaz. Yeah. Just yeah. as much as me. We're both spazzes. <laughs> so don't let her fool you into thinking she's all cool all the time. That's right. I'm, I can lose it. <laughs> I can lose it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was good yeah it was a good time well now to wrap up the show it's time for today in nerd history today in nerd history Today's date is September 19th. In 1989, Doogie Howser, M.D., premiered. This is a TV show about a teenage genius who becomes a doctor at the age of 14 and faces the challenges of balancing his medical career and his personal life. 
1994, ER premiered. This TV series follows the lives and challenges of the doctors and nurses of the emergency room at a fictional Chicago hospital. It is one of the longest-running and most acclaimed medical dramas in American television history. In 2005, How I Met Your Mother premiered. This is a sitcom about a man named Ted, who tells his children the story of how he met their mother, with the help of his four best friends and their adventures in New York City. In 2016, The Good Place premiered. This is a show about four people who end up in a heavenly afterlife, but soon discover that something is horribly wrong. It is a comedy that explores ethics, philosophy, and the meaning of being good. Find out more nerdy facts about today's entries at lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory. We hope you had a fantastic day, and we thank you for making Rise and Shine Nerds a part of it. Catch us every weekday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube or 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on LTN Radio. You can also subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel so you can catch up on any episodes you miss. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Deidre. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds.